Christ is born. Let us glorify him. This is Father Basil doing another podcast on this first day of the year, January 1st, start of a brand new year for everyone. And I'm finding a bit of a cold flu, whatever you call it, a little bit under the weather right now. But I could still do these podcasts. You could do them from anywhere. And I just want to reflect upon this day, January 1st, and we celebrate St. Basil the Great, who is my namesake. So St. Basil lived in the 4th century uh, after Christ, and was a great theologian, he was a bishop, he was um, very, very educated, and taught the people of his time a lot about the faith, a lot about who God is, who Jesus is, about the Trinity, um, and he did a lot of work for the early church. And um, being a bishop, of course, he was not married. And he came from a very religious family. His Both his sister and his brother are also saints. Saint Macrina and uh, his brother, Saint Gregory of Nyssa. And it's it's amazing to have three saints in the same family. But, you know, with God, anything is possible when we pray, when we do God's will, when we do everything God has asked us to do in this world. And uh, St. Basil also left us uh, a liturgy that we do ten times a year. And the liturgy is a little different than a normal divine liturgy we do in a Ukrainian Catholic church on most Sundays and weekdays of the year. That liturgy we do regularly is called the Liturgy of St. John Chrysostom, who was um, uh, born and and lived around the same time as St. Basil did. But St. John Chrysostom took St. Basil's liturgy basically and shortened it and uh, made it a little less. So St. Basil's liturgy is very beautiful, though. Um, Anaphora, the, the prayers before the consecration of the bread and wine, they're all very, very beautiful. And um, if some of you may who are listening may have heard the priests say the liturgy of St. Basil, it's, I said it's done ten times a year. Uh, I did it today on his feast day, January 1st. It's also done on the eve of Theophany, uh, the eve of uh, Christmas, and uh, during um, the five uh, Sundays of Lent, uh, Holy Thursday and Holy Saturday, and those are the times that we do 
the liturgy of uh, Saint Basil the Great. And um, one one of the parts of that liturgy that you know is so beautiful. Many, of course, prayer is beautiful at all times. Prayer is very beautiful wherever we pray to God. He's listening to us. He's listening to our prayers constantly. And, you know, when these saints, St. John Chrysostom, St. Basil the Great, um, and other saints who wrote these liturgical prayers for us, these prayers that we use in church, you know, they were obviously uh, influenced by the Holy Spirit to guide them to write these prayers, to write these beautiful messages that we pray to God every time we go to church. And and one one of the the my favorite parts of that prayer of Saint Basil uh, during the Saint Basil's liturgy, um, when the choir is singing uh, after the consecration happens, and there is a prayer to the Mother of God, and and the priest says this very very long prayer. Sometimes, you know, when the choir is singing, he does it silently. But I sometimes read it out loud when I'm doing that liturgy because of how beautiful it is. It takes a few minutes to read, but that's okay. And in this prayer, you know, um, St. Basil asks for blessings upon basically the entire world. You know, he, he, he wants blessings upon all of us, even if we are sinners. He wants blessings upon marriages upon families upon countries and governments and the armed forces and um you know upon each individual person uh who believes in god and and even those who have um you know left the church left the faith he still prays for them to come back and and to return to the faith. So it's such a beautiful prayer and maybe another time when my voice is better after I'm healed from this illness I have this week, maybe I will read that prayer, the whole entire prayer, and you can see how beautiful it is, this how we pray for everyone. And then after the the prayer for... Um, the uh, mother of God, there's another prayer that he wrote in this liturgy that prays for the priests, prays that all the priests around the holy altar may have a clean heart, a pure heart as they offer the sacrifice of the Eucharist for the people. And, And again, you know, you don't realize that these prayers were written, you know, 16, 1700 years ago. Over 1700 years ago, these prayers were written. And this, this, the beauty, uh, the beauty of these prayers, the beauty and the, how timeless they are. You know, the people of St. Basil's generation had the same problems that we suffer today. You know, there was wars, 
in their society, there is illness, there is sickness, there is family issues, marriage issues. There was, you know, sin, sinful people have always been around right from the, the creation of the world. You know, sin unfortunately causes us to do things that offend God. And, you know, St. Basil knew this. He was, he was a bishop. He was a monk and he knew, I know, I'm sure he heard, he heard many confessions in his life, like any priest, when people would come to him for confession. And, and he knew how people struggled in their relationship with God, how people struggled with temptation to sin, how people struggled with just living a clean and holy life to serve God. So that's why he wrote these prayers. He wrote these prayers to pray for everyone in the world, to pray for everyone who is struggling with sin, struggling with temptation, struggling with all the different um, aspects of our life that causes us to be separate from God. You know, and, and I... I of course, St. Basil is one of my favorite saints because, you know, I'm named after him, of course. And, um, you know, Basil, there was actually a lot of St. Basil's in the, in the, uh, history of, of the church, of our, our Christian church in the world. But he is by far the ma- most famous one. St. Basil, who was, uh, the bishop. Uh, lived in Cappadocia and was, you know, uh, one of the doctors of the church. You know, and being a doctor of the church means he influenced the church so much. He influenced the uh, liturgy, the prayer life of the church, the theology that was known at that time. He was such an educated and, and intelligent person. And, you know, <laughs> I, I wish I had half of his intelligence that he had, um, you know, to serve the people of God, to, to help people in their, in their understanding of the faith. But, you know, I, I pray to him, you know, constantly to St. Basil, uh, this to give me guidance, to give me wisdom as I, um, you know, struggle with, um, my, my work. You know, there's every, every person has their struggles that they have in life. Could be work, could be relationships, could be their health, could be their, you know, um, wherever it is in the world. And, and, uh, you know, Saint Basil, like all the saints, is a good saint to pray towards to help us overcome these struggles because every saint takes your prayers when you pray to them and gives them to Jesus, gives them, passes them on to God so that, you know, God hears every prayer. God hears all of our struggles that we have in life and God is always going to be there for us to help us overcome these struggles. Okay, so St. Basil, you know, he didn't have an easy life, even though he was 
uh, a monk and a bishop. He was persecuted by his enemies who didn't agree with his theology. Um, these heretics, uh, especially Arius. Arius was this priest who uh, taught false teachings. Arius was this priest who taught that Jesus really wasn't the Son of God, that Jesus was just a created being like the rest of us. And St. Basil and other saints had to fight this heresy, fight this wrong, this false teaching. And so they had to do a lot of homilies, a lot of preaching, a lot of uh, writings to combat the heresy of Arianism. Okay? So he, you know, he had enemies. Uh, don't think that all these Christians who, you know, were great and holy men were just loved by everyone. You're not. When you follow the truth of Christ, when you follow the, the gospel message, we will be persecuted. You know, Jesus told us that many times, that we will be persecuted by following the truth. And it could be our friends, our family, our colleagues, our strangers. It doesn't matter. They, you know, there's going to be people who will make our life difficult because of our beliefs. And, and, and expect that. You got to expect that. You know, life is not going to be rosy all the time. Life is not going to be easy all the time. And St. Basil also taught us that. You know, he, 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 uh, overcame all these struggles. He overcame all his enemies who wanted to, you know, harm him very badly. And he actually died at a, at a quite young age. He was only 49 when he uh, passed from this earth. But in those 49 years, he sure, <laughs> sure did a lot for the church wrote so many books, wrote the, the liturgy of St. Basil, and and was bishop and, and taught so many people during his time. And it's funny because I'm 49 right now and, and you know, the same age that, that he passed from this earth. And boy, if I even did, you know, a, a small percentage of what he did on this earth, just amazing, you know. But anyways, um, this is the life of St. Basil the Great, and hope you learned a little bit about the, his life and what we can get out of it, and I will continue doing these podcasts as long as I'm healthy to do so, and other little videos and messages and catechesis, and uh, you can find this mostly on my podcast sites. Um, I have a couple, uh, this one that you're listening to on Podbean. I also have one that's uh, on a Wisdom website. And uh, you can get access to those podcasts usually from going to uh, the Facebook site of Sacred Heart Ukrainian Catholic Church, Ituna. And uh, most of my uh, podcasts will be on there. Okay, so you can get access to it there. All right. God bless you. Have a great day.